Welcome to AM Best Audio. I'm John Weber for Best Review Magazine, and I'm speaking today with Seth Racklin, EVP, Global Insurance Leader for Capgemini. Seth, so glad you could join us today. Thanks, John. Great to be here with you. Seth, what are the major challenges that insurers foresee due to climate change, and how are they tackling them? Yeah, thanks, John. You know, the major, the major challenge is a simple one, and that is the increasing uh, frequency and severity of severe climate events, the hurricanes, the wildfires, the flooding, other natural disasters that, um, you know, are doing a few things in the market. They're making insurance more expensive. They're creating insurability issues for insurers who may be moving out of certain areas because of the, of the risk that's involved in, in writing the insurance there. And they're, you know, forcing policyholders to uh, work harder to find insurance and also to get value out of that insurance. So it's, it's creating a, an insurance climate crisis that in some ways mirrors and reflects the, uh, the, broader, the broader crisis, uh, the broader climate crisis. You mentioned policyholders. Are policyholders fully aware of climate-related risks? You know, they, they are. And, and our research, it's interesting. I mean, uh, everybody we surveyed, they rated pandemic as the, as the biggest risk that they, that they saw in their lives. But climate was a close second. So I think, that's a, I think that's a significant and an important finding. I think the challenge is that although uh, policyholders, uh, customers know about climate risk and although they consider it important to their lives and have done certain things to, 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 to mitigate climate risk, our survey shows that as well, I think that the, the, the challenge is that they don't necessarily know enough enough about what they can do to protect their homes from wildfire, enough about what they can do to make their roofs more stable and more secure. And I think that's really the opportunity for insurers to become their expert partners in risk mitigation and helping them prepare to uh, weather the storm, as it were. Who's leading the charge around climate resiliency? You know, it's interesting. We, uh, in the report, uh, the, the World, uh, World Property and Casualty Insurance Report, we asked insurers to really score themselves in terms of the kinds of things that they were doing. And only 8% of them ultimately fell into the, the category of resilience champions. So what we found is that you know, certain insurers were doing some very good things with data to help them better understand at a, at a micro level where risks were and, and, how to, and how to address them, both from a pricing and an underwriting standpoint. We saw a number of other insurers who, who were, were taking steps to become that risk mitigation partner that I described earlier. But as I said, only 8% really kind of doing it all. And I think that's indicative of the opportunity that we see in the space, and it's why we called the report uh, Walking the Talk. So I think that people know where the issues are. I think they know what needs to be done. Now it's time to, to move faster and move, and move with, with purpose. Seth, can you comment on the importance of inoculating risk mitigation behaviors in customers, and how can insurers play a part in this? Look, customers want the help. You know, in our report, 65% of customers inter interviewed said that they were interested in climate protection advice and mitigation. 
53% of customers said they would even pay for it. So I think what it's about is using the, the plethora of in, in, incredible data out there, all of the satellite imagery, all of the, all of the climate modeling capabilities, to really pinpoint where those risks are. I mean, we can get to the point with, 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 with satellite imagery that an insurer could call me or send me an, a notification that a particular shrub or plant on my property put my home at, a, at an elevated level of fire risk. Most aren't doing that yet, but I think that, that, is, that that's the kind of thing that we're talking about if we really want to, to change the equation. You know, you saw, you know, John, I'm sure you saw that, you know, the, there's all this new legislation in Florida. And a lot of that is about how do we get customers to replace old roofs so that those roofs are less of a, a weak point when, when, hurricanes, when, when hurricanes hit. It's all of that kind of stuff that we need to do as a society. And I think insurers are front and center with, with getting people to do the right thing. So how can insurers lead around sustainable underwriting and investment practices? You know, I think it. I think it's 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 an it's an evolution, right? So, you know, insurers, you know, have both a carrot and a stick when it comes to climate activity. So the carrot is all of the incentives that we can provide to enable people to better be prepared for for risk, and the, the stick is a little bit the underwriting and investment piece, right? It's 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 about the choices that insurers make when it comes to um, climate behavior, particularly on the part of corporate citizens. So I turn a little bit, I've, in most of my conversation, I've been focused on personal lines, but on the commercial line side, I think there's a huge opportunities to reward companies that do the right thing from, a, from, a, from an environmental uh, sustainability perspective and to you know, effectively punish in, in higher rates or in, in underwriting decisions those companies that don't take those steps. We're seeing, you know, a move toward the incorporation of ESG scores as factors in rating and, 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 and underwriting decisions. Look for a lot more of that going forward because I think that's absolutely the way of the future. So then we've got to ask, Seth, what are the key steps that insurers need to take to embed climate resiliency into their strategy? Well, I think step one is to make it, to make it somebody's job. So if an insurer, and, and not every insurer that we interviewed for the report, not every insurer that we've surveyed has a chief sustainability officer. That is a C-suite role, and it's, it's absolutely critical to, to, to have that person on board coordinating and orchestrating the response. You know, I think step two is to get a whole lot smarter with data. And I talked earlier about the possibilities that the world of climate data, the world of satellite and visual imagery provide as a way of better understanding risk and better working with customers to, to, to change and, and, and manage it. And then, you know, and then finally, it, it, it's, about, it's about the customer perspective. It's about understanding sort of the mission and the mission being to keep uh, insurance an affordable and high value product for customers. And, that, and, that, and, and that's where I think a lot of the innovation is going to come in the future. Seth, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Absolutely, John. I enjoyed it. I was Seth Rackland, EVP, Global Insurance Leader for Capgemini. And I'm John Weber for Best Review Magazine. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? 
we have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.